Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. You have to understand, I am from the South. And that should say it all for people who know about the South. I grew up, since I was a small child, hearing, you know, ghost stories. I heard stories of, you know, my great-grandmother coming back and appearing to people or just, you know, stories from everyone. But little did I know that as I would get older, it would affect me so much. One of the very first experiences that I would say impacted me the most was with someone who I was very, very close to, um, my godfather. He and I, I don't know, we just, we've always had a very, very special bond. He married my father's youngest sister, and um, we would always go on vacations together. They had two children that were near our age, and he just sort of looked out for me always. And what happened was I won Miss USA in 1996. And because of that, I had to move to California. It was a big change in my life. It was my first time ever being away from my family. And that was pretty tough for me. And while I was gone, my godfather, um, he was diagnosed with cancer and it was terminal. And for me, that was really tough because no one really spoke about it because I think it was probably too hard and, you know, too emotional to even go there mentally. And he progressively, you know, got worse while I was here. Every day just seemed like forever. And it was so sad for me to know that he was there and in so much pain and, you know, he was so sick. At the end of the illness, he was hospitalized and they knew that he was not gonna get out of the hospital. I called my mom and she's like, Allie, it's not looking good and we don't think that he's gonna make it through the night. So she said, you know, I'm going to put the phone by his ear. Just go ahead. He can hear you. So just go ahead, you know, and talk to him, Allie. And of course, you know, you're, you're nervous and, and, and there's all these emotions going on. And, and, you know, I just wanted him to know how much I loved him. And I wanted to be there with him and with everyone else. And... They told me that he had a reaction, like he moved a little bit. Of course, that touched me that he, he smiled because I knew that he heard me. 
But I, it was really tough because I knew everyone was around his bed and I really wanted to be there with them. I got off the phone with my mom and it was not long after that, you know, maybe a few hours after that, probably 11.30 or so, I was still up, about to go to bed. I was so sad, I just couldn't get them off of my mind. And... The phone rings, and I answer the phone, thinking, who's calling me this late? And it was his voice. I was thinking, this can't be. And then he said, hey, my baby. Hey, my baby. And that was something he always said to me. Every time we saw each other, spoke, he always said that. Hey, my so he said, hey, my baby, I just wanted to tell you that I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. I want you to tell Vicky and Nick and Brandy that, you know, I'm going to be fine. And I couldn't even speak. I didn't know what to say. I was shocked, but then I was thinking, is this is him? Is he okay? I mean, I had just spoke to my mother. She put the phone by his ear. He's, he hasn't... You know, he hasn't moved in days. I mean, he is, he was really, really, really sick at this point. They didn't think he was going to make it through the night. And then I get this phone call with this joy in his voice. I could hear the happiness. I could, I could, what I could hear, it's like I could visualize him smiling as he was speaking to me. I was so confused. And then before I could even attempt to say something, he hung up. And I'm just left jaw hitting the floor and just sort of in awe and trying to, you know, get my bearings and figure out what just happened. I mean, it was him. I knew it was him. Hey, my baby. Shortly after that, my mom calls and says, you know, Allie, I just wanted to tell you that he just passed away. I mean, I get emotional thinking about it. Like, I, he, but he called me. I received this phone call from my godfather after he had passed. Like, how could that be? And, you know, I thought, why me? Why did he call me? And then I thought to myself, he knew that everyone, I think, was suffering. Just going through this illness with him, and it was tough on everyone. And, you know, I was maybe the one that was away from the situation, or maybe I needed to deliver this message. And it's like I instantly knew what I had to do. I grabbed a piece of paper and I just wrote every single word he said on this paper. I want you to tell Aunt Vicky and Nick and Brandy I'm going to be okay. He specifically had a message for his wife and his two children who he adored. So I was crying and I can even remember the tears dripping down on the page as I was writing. And I knew that I had to deliver this message. I knew that was part of the reason why I received this phone call. So I wrote everything down. I called my mom. I translated it to her the next day. And they read this letter for his funeral. He was the best dad in the world and an amazing husband. And 
after death, after a loss, you know, there's always that sadness and the pain that goes along with it. And I think he wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he was fine and that they would be fine. And I do believe in, you know, spirits and ghosts. I hate to even say it a ghost because it's too personal for me to be a ghost. I mean, this is my godfather. And um, this phone call was definitely a confirmation for me. I really believe he spoke to me from the other side. This is Shannon in Abu Dhabi, and you are listening to RPA, Real Paranormal Activity, with my good friend, Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, October 2nd, 2023, episode 306. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, always glad to be back in the hot seat. And the weather, man, it's still warm over here. It's like in the 80s. And uh, according to the uh, Weather Channel, though, cold front's going to come through and temperatures are going to drop. So we still have the fans on. It's not cold enough to start the fires. <laughs> But I do have something I want to talk to you guys about. It has to do with, uh, you know, I already made the announcement that uh, I released 75 uh, new RPA listener stories that were premium. And I brought them up to the free area. And I just changed the, uh, it was 25 free RPA newest uh, episodes. So I just changed it to 100 RPA newest episodes. But what I want to make clear is that it's uh, it's listener stories. Uh, I think since since uh, season eight, I've been doing listener stories. I don't think I've done any interviews or uh, bonus episodes uh, since uh, season seven. So what that category is going to read as on the website, which is realparanormalactivity.com. You guys probably are using it, been using it. Categories are on the right. And like I already mentioned, it was labeled 25 newest RPA episodes, but it's uh, it's not right now. I just left it at listener stories just because it's been listener stories for a long time. And I know you guys love the listener stories and you guys like the interviews and bonus episodes that I put out too. I just said, well, I'll just go to the premium listener stories. I'll just grab the first newest 75, and I'll just move one up to the free area. So that's what I did. And what I'm getting at is that uh, if you guys uh, go into that category, and let's say you're scrolling down, and well, let's just say uh, you see season four, episode 190. Okay, you listen to that. Then you go to the next one, 191, 192, 193, and then all of a sudden it jumps up to 198. 
and you're wondering, hey, why did it? Where's all those missing episodes? Well, those missing uh, numbered episodes are probably in other categories. There were probably interviews and bonus episodes. So, like I said, I kept it all listener stories. So don't get confused when you see those skips. All right. And another thing, you guys might get uh, confused. You know, you're new. If you're a new timer, you don't have much to worry about. Uh, all you gotta do is just scroll all the way down because let's say you got in at during season seven and you've been here since season seven so obviously everything below that uh, you haven't been able to get to because they were premium and you probably didn't get premium membership so yeah just scroll all the way down the very last one is going to be rpa season four episode 178 that's where you want to begin uh, that's the oldest of the listener stories in the 100 listing and just work your way up to the newest and there you go the reason why you want to do that is because you know for instance next week a new rpa episode is going to be released i'm going to move that into of course the category of the 100 newest rpa episodes that means the very bottom one is going to be kicked into the premium section so yeah, you want to start off at the very bottom, you know, work your way up. As far as you guys using the uh, RP app, yeah, you guys probably already know how to use that thing. Uh, obviously, every time you activate the app, you refresh it, right? You pull down, wait till it refreshes. And of course, by default, it's always in the unplayed tab, which is where you want to be because that's all the stuff that, well, it's new to you. You haven't listened to it. You haven't played it. Uh, but it has everything in there, you know, all the videos all the all the free stuff you know the videos the movies the other podcasts uh and of course you're going to have all this additional uh rpa listener stories so it's going to be crowded in there yeah i'm sorry about that so just keep scrolling down and like i said you know uh even if you're an old timer but you started like in season five but if you're an old timer and you started in season three and you've been with us for so long, yeah, uh, you don't, you probably listen to it all. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the oldest season is season four, episode 178, as I already mentioned. Uh, start there and move your way up. All right. Yeah, I know that's kind of long. Hopefully, I made it a little bit more clear how to navigate this new stuff. I was just wanted to clear it up that it's just listener stories right now which i think that's you guys will appreciate that and why am i doing this because i love you guys that's right also tomorrow tuesday there will not be a new episode of aaron's horror show with aaron frail but wednesday there will be a new show of terry's mysterious moments with terry from texas and of course as usual fridays is uh two entertaining short films will be released and as far as movies are concerned, I'm releasing another entertaining short film today, Monday. And then tomorrow, I'm going to release another entertaining short film as well. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to release additional entertaining short films, you know, during the weeks to come. In addition with the normal Friday releases uh, for just this month of October. And... I don't have a schedule yet you know for instance i'm releasing two for this week i'm thinking about releasing one next week i'm thinking wednesday 
but it's going to be random days and depending on what it looks like as far as the network is concerned you know i might i could release three if i really wanted to but you know i'm going to keep a little bit random but i'll try to release as much as possible and of course i'm going to stay with the genre for this month uh the spookiness right so it's going to be horror slash paranormal horror stuff yeah you know so hopefully you guys are going to enjoy this month with the network and okay that's it <laughs> man that's a long intro sorry about that but uh yeah we're gonna do listener stories yet again you guys know what that means right come on say it with me say it with me to the story then follow me right this way no pushing no shoving and the fans are going it's nice and cool in here and as always grab a bean bag over there in the corner find an empty spot on the floor and we're out of popsicles you guys ate them all yeah since winter is upon us we're not going to get any more popsicles so gotta wait till next year and while you guys are doing that i'm gonna get behind my desk here get comfy and I print off Britt's packet. Let's see what stories she chose for us. Okay. Well, it looks like we got two medium ones and a large one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Lucy, and it's titled Residence. Okay, Lucy, let's see what you got, man. My husband inherited the house we live in. His great-grandfather built it himself and is over 100 years old. There have been lots of deaths in this house, from suicides to murders and natural causes. One in particular was my husband's older brother who died at the age of three. Visitors have reported seeing a little boy peeking in the doorways and I have personally felt like a child was running by me. Also, dogs refused to come inside. Another brother shot himself in our bathroom and an infinite sadness is felt there. The grandfather died in the living room in 1971. He was a very cruel man. He scares me. I feel like I'm being watched. My husband has seen him sitting in a chair while watching TV. The grandma died in 1972 and spoke only Spanish. So when my middle daughter was in kindergarten, she'd fall asleep in class. When asked why she was so tired, she said that an elderly woman would speak in Spanish to her at night. I think it's her because when I have been stressed or sad, I can feel a touch like a grandma would. Another one of his departed relatives, a cousin, I think, who was a party boy, died of alcohol poisoning and on summer nights, clinking bottles and glasses can be heard. He doesn't scare us. It sounds like he's still having fun. My daughter and brother-in-law passed away three years ago, a month apart. Recently, my four-year-old grandson told me he saw two Alexes. Now, my son is the spitting image of his uncle. When I asked him to show us, he pointed out my son, 
who was outside, then took us to a bedroom and pointed at a bed. The scariest event happened at a theater in another city. It was in October, and I bought tickets to a psychic show. During the meet and greet, he pulls me to him and whispers in my ear that all our problems stem from Greenleaf Cemetery. That's where the grandparents are buried. Terrifying. Thank you. And man, that's from Lucy. Lucy, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are uh, pretty much used to this house. And it doesn't sound very threatening, except for the, uh, well, the very cruel grandfather. Hmm. He scares you, huh? Well, yeah. I don't know. Sounds kind of neat to me. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, thank you very much for sharing. Well, yeah, that's a very active place. All right. What's next? What do we got? This one is by Char, and it's titled Knox. Okay, Char. Let's see what you got, man. During one hot Saturday morning, my mom decided that she wanted to go to our hot springs resort, so she brought my older sister, a maid, and I with her. While there, my sister and I had a huge argument. I was so angry that I left and took a shower in my brother's room. My brother's room has two doors, one connecting to the living room and the other one to the bathroom. The bathroom has two doors also, one connecting to the living room and to my brother's bedroom. While taking a shower, I heard a knock from the door of my brother's bedroom. So I turned off the shower and I said out loud, who's there? And no one answered. I thought maybe it was just my imagination, so I let it go. I turned on the shower again and then after a few minutes, I heard a knock again. And this time, it was loud. I turned off the shower again, and again I asked, Who's out there? And again, no one answered. At this point, I was getting angry, thinking that it was my sister who was doing the knocking. I opened the door to my brother's room, and there was no one there. I closed the door again and turned the shower on. After five minutes or so, I heard several knocks, but this time it was very loud and clear and felt whoever was outside had to use the bathroom badly. I ran to the door with wet hair and shampoo and about to scream whoever was in my brother's bedroom, but no one was there. I grabbed my robe and ran to the swimming pool cursing and yelling, and when I saw my sister at the pool, I screamed at her. Uh, she looked quite shocked. My mom, who heard everything, approached me and told me to calm down. I told her, how can I calm down when sis here keeps knocking at the door? It's not funny. I looked at my sister and she said, I was here the whole time swimming. And I called her a liar and she said, no really, right mom? My mom said, yes, she's been here. She was here the whole time. And I said, still fuming mad, well, I heard knocks, loud knocks, and it's not funny. My mom then decided to look at my brother's room. 
She told my sister to get out of the pool and we both accompanied our mom to the living room and she quietly said, if Mary got out of the pool, she would have wet footprints inside your brother's room, in the living room, all the way to the swimming area. There would be water around this area, but there's none, so it couldn't be her. Well, she does have a point. It would take my sister maybe five minutes to run back and forth from the bedroom to the swimming pool, and there would be water splattered all over the floor. After that, my sister finally said, sorry, I was spooked. We all were, but it didn't stop there. Throughout the years, there were stories from tenants that they would hear knocks on the second floor of the other house at 3 a.m. Dogs barking in the living room at 2 a.m. A white lady looking out of the second hall balcony. Footsteps on the stairs. A little boy staring at my sister while she was sleeping. Thanks for reading. And man, that's from Char. Char, thank you very much for, uh, for sharing that. Yeah, you got a hot springs resort. Very nice. And uh, this never ever happened before, or maybe you guys just bought it and haven't visited too often or something like that. But it looks like this time, yeah, it uh, looks like you encountered something. And I liked how your mom uh, deducted reasoning, you know, uh, your sister would have, uh, you know, the swimming sister, Mary, would have left water all over the place, going back and forth, back and forth, you know, from the swimming pool to your brother's uh uh, bathroom yeah and again like I said uh, like I always say if there's other people that uh, see and hear things which at the end here it looks like the other tenants are talking about other things yeah sounds pretty cool all right sure thank you very much for sharing hmm yeah that's one thing I would hate being bothered while in the bathroom especially taking a shower you know it's like sleeping you're at your most vulnerable <laughs> right <laughs> All right, what do we got? This one is by 10, and it's titled London Hospital. Okay, 10, let's see what you got, man. The occurrence was about 30 years ago when, as a student, I worked as a security guard in London. Although I've had quite a few strange experiences, this was by far the most interesting. It was summer, on a sunny day, Saturday morning. By this time, I'd been promoted to area inspector, so I had a number of teams to look after across London. Over the radio, I'd been speaking with a friend and colleague. It seemed a good idea to meet up for coffee. And one of my sites do a visit was the South London Woman's Hospital in Tooting. We agreed to meet up there. This hospital had been closed for a number of years, had suffered squatters resulting in a team of three stationed security guards and a visiting dog unit to assist in covering what was quite a large area. Like most hospitals, there was the original smaller building, added to by large corridors and added structures. I'll describe the layout as it is relevant and saves further explanation. Through the large wooden double entrance doors, there was a further set of double doors taking you into the short hallway 
with a reception room on the left. To the right were doors to some wards. More or less straight on led to the back and new parts of the building with access to the gardens. Left was a corridor, entrance door to the reception room, huge lift and two day rooms or waiting rooms, one at the end of the corridor. To the right were windows into an overgrown garden. The area was light and spacious. At the end of the corridor, there were two glazed double doors leading to an oak staircase that only reached the first floor. This staircase is a noted design, feature, and of historical interest. It accesses a short section comprising a very short corridor with a dead end of fire exit doors. On both sides, there were two small rooms, well lit, and they were probably private rooms. Uh, they were empty. Sam and I met at the front, with our small van squeezed into the small drop point. Bounding into the place, we stuck our heads in to the reception room where the guards were, and volunteered to do a patrol for them if they put the kettle on, and they put the kettle on. As we were about to start the patrol, we both saw a lady walk out of the far room on the left, nearest the double doors, towards that fine staircase. We launched into a run, both of us calling out, Excuse me, ma'am, you're not permitted here. I know, we are kind of polite. We repeated this while saying to each other that there was an intruder. The figure kept walking away from us and through the double glass doors, which we got to and through as the figure was now up the staircase. And I got a side front profile for a moment. The figure disappeared, vanished. We were at the top of the staircase. I said to Sam I'd stand point as the staircase top was the only exit point and he was much taller than I was. He returned within a few minutes, saying there was no one there. I asked him the standpoint, and I'd look. Nothing. So we shrugged our shoulders and went through the rooms together, checking the security of the windows and noting the fire door, locked and further secured by padlock and chain. Our conclusion was that we had seen an intruder, but they were no longer on the premises. I personally wrote up a description in the duty log book. It was only some years later that, on reflection, I realized, knew for certain that I, we, had seen a ghost. This is where critics and psychologists get it completely wrong. Our minds made the event look completely normal. The fact that the figure vanished before our eyes was washed away by an assumption that the figure had kept going up the stairs and we have lost sight. Impossible, in fact. So, the detail. The figure was female, dressed in blue. She was holding a file or clipboard or similar to her left arm against her body. We heard her footsteps on the wooden floor. I believe she opened or pushed one of the double doors to go through it, but I can't be certain of that. Indeed, in my mind, rationalizing as our minds do, saw it as so because a person can't walk through a shut door. 
I clearly recall not being able to make out the facial features at all, and I should have been able to do this. There was no other exit, and we had it covered. A ghost? Yes, of course. It was a nurse. The hospital is now a Tesco store. I believe they were unable to save many fine architectural features as English Heritage refused to list them. Of personal interest, I have met quite a few people who only later realized they had a ghostly encounter. Some incidents are more obvious than others, I suppose. Love the podcast. And man, that's from Tim. Tim, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, I loved it. And as you old timers know, and I mentioned this before, I love uh, I love hospitals and nursing homes and things like that. Yeah, they're just cool. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying here in so many words is they look so real, and you don't understand how uh, this intruder, this woman, got away from you. You couldn't figure out, you know, the exit point. And it was, you know, you weren't thinking paranormal or anything. I get that. So you had to make, uh, you know, you had to figure out what could have happened, even though you didn't see it happen. You know, she somehow she got through another set of doors or, you know, whatever, even though you already knew there's no way, no other exit. And now, you know, years later, you're thinking about this event. And that's only now is when you're realizing, uh... I think that was a, a ghost, <laughs> right? Yeah, I get that. And we get a lot of stories like that, too. Yeah, I like those stories. All right. And that is it. That's all the stories, guys. And as always, we're flattered that you come here to the RPA Network and visit us here. And hopefully you're enjoying everything we have, and especially the uh, entertaining short films. It seems like uh, you guys are liking them. And I personally choose them, so if you find one that you don't like, just blame me. Don't blame the creator. Those guys, uh, those guys work hard. They're independent filmmakers on a low budget, but you know they do a great job. A lot of them do. That's why I like them. And yeah, hey guys, have fun in, uh, this month. It's our month, right? So enjoy, and don't forget that uh, I'm going to be releasing additional entertaining short films throughout the weeks of this month i just haven't planned out certain days so just check back you know you'll see if there is a new one for that day it's going to be at you know as usual for as any new episode and uh yeah i don't know how many one two maybe even three additional ones so i'll just have to fill it out and either way you guys will find them you know they're always going to be at the top uh, for as all new episodes are released always there and with that I'm going to stop rambling I think I had too much green tea today I better uh, slow down <laughs> okay and I am calling it the show's been produced by myself and Brandon it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation and man we love you oh yeah we do as always thank you and good night